So our MVP actually <laughs> took us two weeks to build. <laughs> it took us two weeks to build and we built on just like the regular WordPress. We didn't want to invest so much money in building out this, oh my God, this expensive product and nobody was going to use it, right? So we said, okay, let's validate this product. And what we did was we created like a small WordPress website. We used obviously third-party plugins uh, just to make the process seamless for whoever was using the website and make things faster. That's, that's how we ran Human Squad for about a year. My name is Timilola Adebayo and I'm the co-founder and CEO at Human Squad. This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Laphart, and today, how Timmy Lola Adebayo is building the immigration platform to connect you with the right tools and the right people. All this and more on Code Story. Timmy Lola Adebayo is in tech, but her background is in film production. She grew up most of her life in Nigeria, but then moved to Canada. She's been producing films for 10 years and still does. She takes large influence from her family, who happen to all be entrepreneurs. Beyond professional things, she has a two-year-old son who keeps her on her toes, and she enjoys watching films and traveling with her spouse. Timmy Lola and her co-founder set out to create tools to not only make the immigration process easier, but to provide immigrants with the tools and people to support them throughout the process. This is the creation story of Human Squad. Human Squad is an immigration technology product. The definition we have for Human Squad really is an immigration technology company, and we're on a mission to demystify the immigration system uh, by empowering immigrants with the resources, the products, and the personalized support that they would need to help them immigrate conveniently and affordably. The truth is, we like to say we're the Uber for immigration. We connect people who are looking to move to another country. We connect them to licensed and re regulated consultants. You know, we do that because one of the things that we try to do is to reduce fraud. There's a lot of immigration fraud out there right now. And what we try to do is to reduce that by finding regulated consultants and pairing them up with people who are looking to move. So that was actually our flagship product. That's how we started Human Squad in June of 2020. But then, you know, as we've run the company, we've seen that there are other pain points that our clients face. For example, you know, people like, oh, yeah, I want to move to Canada. I want to move to the U.S. I want to study in the U.S. or in Canada. But then I don't even know how to go about getting admission into a college or a university in those countries. I'm like, okay, that wasn't the original focus of our product. But this is one of the pain points that our clients also have. Through that, we've started. We've also started to build another product, which is a sub-product of Human Squad, of course, that actually caters to people who are looking to study abroad in Canada, in the US, in Germany, and in Australia and in the UK as well. We're launching sometime in the fall. But like, what that just means is that we, at Human Squad, our value proposition or our vision, our mission is to create products along the immigration value chain. So at every point in our customer's journey, in their immigration journey, Human Squad has a product that caters to that. So there's the immigration product, which was our flagship product. Now we've started this like study admission product. And there's other products that we also have develop, developing in the pipeline. Tell me about the, the MVP. 
right? The, the flagship product. How long did it take you to build? And what sort of tools were you using to bring it to life? So our MVP actually <laughs> took us two weeks to build. <laughs> it took us two weeks to build. And we built on just like the regular WordPress because what we wanted to do was to uh, determine product market fit. We didn't want to invest so much money in building out this, oh my God, this expensive product and nobody was going to use it, right? So we said, okay, let's validate the validate this product. And what we did was we created like a small WordPress website. Uh, we used obviously third-party plugins uh, just to make the process seamless for whoever will be using the website and make things faster and yeah and that's that's how we ran human squad for about a year since we launched we're just continuing to validate the the problem and to product to you know validate product market fit as well uh, because like i said we didn't want to spend so much money building out this thing we just wanted to understand people using the wordpress products people to come back to us and saying hey uh, i enjoyed using your product but then i would have loved this so we started to document those processes and what people would actually need. And that actually is informing what we're using to build out our current prototype that we're, we're currently building right now. Um, so like I said, for one year, we actually ran Humans Code on WordPress with uh, some third-party plugins integrated. I think that's a great MVP. So sticking on the MVP a little bit longer then, with, with creating you know a first version of your product, you have to make certain decisions and trade-offs, right? About you know what technology you're going to choose, right? Um, it sounds like you, know, you got WordPress and you got some plugins. Tell me about some of the trade-offs you had to make when creating that and how you coped with those decisions. With the MVP came quite some manual processes. Because if we had started out building out like a fully automated product, things would be faster in terms of like speed, right? But with the MVP, because it was WordPress, like what would happen is someone would book a service on the website and it's actually one of our employees. At the time, it was me who was doing this because I was doing operations. And it was me who on the back end would actually uh, process these orders. So it would be, you know, receiving this order, uh, checking with our um, immigration consultant to see if they're available to take that meeting, you know, sending an email to the client to say, hey, these are the, uh, these are the availability options. Please select, select an availability that you prefer. You choose your preferable uh, time slot. And going back to the consultant to say, hey, this is what the client prefers. You know, there's, there was a lot of manual work. Uh, but still, what that helped with was it helped us understand the product very well, what we're trying to build. And it also like has informed the automation of the product because definitely we know that that kind of manual process is something that we are definitely cutting out in this new automated platform that we're building. But like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sad about doing that because like I said, it just helped us understand the product a bit more and it helped us know our customers a bit more, right? Uh, so I, I'd say that was, that's probably the only trade-off. Um, everything else um, was like, to be honest, inconsequential. That was like the major, major thing, the, the having to do things manually and spending a lot of time processing orders. Uh, but like I said, this, this helped us like in our, in our automation process right now. I like that unconstrained model where you're doing lots of things manually because you're figuring out what is going to work and what is not before you engineer it. So that makes that makes ton of sense to me. 
So then from that point, how did you progress the product? And you mentioned, you know, building some other products. You mentioned taking the product uh, probably in a different, maybe in a different directions there. But how did you progress it? And I, th- I think to put that in a box, what I'm looking for is, is how you built your roadmap and how you decided, okay, this is the next most important thing to build. Like I said, we had launched in June 2020. And so for like two years, it's about two years now since we launched and we've enjoyed amazing traction since we launched because obviously immigration is a global like everybody wants to move somewhere so right and so it helped us gain a lot of traction in terms of like user users and also in revenue and organic revenue too organic traction and then also how that has you know informed our roadmap is we started out with our flagship product which was the immigration product and it was People coming to us, like whoever it is, like a client we're dealing with coming to us and say, hey, oh, thank you for this service. But actually, can you also help me with this other service? So, for example, like I said, we started our immigration product, which was basically just connecting people who are looking to immigrate to licensed and regulated consultant. Then in that process, the client would be like, oh, hey, can you also help me get admission into a school? Then that also informed because we're getting a lot of those requests. That was like the next logical thing to build. Um, also, people will be like, "Hey, okay, I'm moving to Canada next next month, and I want to start. I want to start like reaching out to employers. Uh, this is my resume. Can you please take a look at it and see if it actually fits into the Canadian standard?" And we started to get a lot of those requests as well. And it's like, okay, that's like a personal branding uh, product right there. So we also have a product that caters to like resumes and cover letters and like mock, mock interviews, skill audits. You know, I'd I'd say like to put it in a, to put it in the box, really. I'd say really our customer's journey actually informs our roadmap because um, if the cost if it's a customer's pain point and we have a lot of customers that are having those pain points, so then it just tells us that we have to build a product that you know actually caters to that because at Human Squad we're first on, we're first about the customer. How do we make things immigration easy for the customer? And if a lot of people are coming to us and saying these are the problems we're facing. Then we talked to we talked internally and Bill and we're like, oh, should we build a product? Obviously, there'll be a lot. We just don't decide to be a product. That we'll do all our permutations and see if it actually makes sense to build that product now. It's just the customer's journey and pain points that informs our roadmap and, and what and what we build along the immigration value chain. How did you go about building your team? And, and you know, I'm interested in how you did that, but also what you looked for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you. Human School started with myself and my, my, my co-founder and the CEO, Tunde Omotoye. So Tunde is, I'd say, Tunde, first of all, immigrated to Canada as an international student in 2015. This is my, I'm talking about my co-founder now. Uh, immigrated to Canada in 2015 as an international student. And he faced a lot of like hurdles and challenges trying to just navigate the immigration system. Um, and this actually informed him sharing his experiences online. He started sharing his experiences online on social media. And as of today, he has about a quarter of a million followers. You know, people reach out to him for immigration tips, immigration advice, career advice. And it was, um, and, and so back in, 20, in 2019, I believe, um, a lot of people used to reach out to him to be like, hey, I want to move to Canada, help me. And he's like, I, no, I'm not a licensed immigration consultant. Then we talked, we were like, 
you know what actually maybe there's there's a product there even though we're not licensed immigration consultants why can't we create a product that actually connects people who are looking to move to licensed consultants right so that way people don't keep bugging you all the time and but you're you're sure that people are getting the necessary service that they need and that's actually what informed the creation of human squad and also we were the first two team members on the team and and down the line about six months later we brought on our third member who was in charge of business operations and to us what was very important on in whoever would bring on board was first of all they had to be very passionate about helping people i it might sound very you know cliche or sound very basic but that's just the core of what human squad is you have to be passionate about helping people and that was one of the that was actually the top thing that we looked at whoever it is that we're looking to bring on board um then down the line we also brought on our cto our current cto who has experience in building products that you know helps to simplify everyday problems so again it was, it's just that thing where our team consists of people who are actually building something in whatever sphere of their life building something that actually connects to people and actually helps people get through everyday challenges and problems and that's why also you also <laughs> I mean, our name is Human Squad. There's a human in the Human Squad, and it just makes sense that you know we are all about humans and people first. So, whoever it is that we bring on board to work with us, whoever it, whatever it is that we're building, the human beings and people are the center of, of you know, are the focus of whatever it is that we decide to do as a company. So, okay, let's flip to scalability then. So, and I, I kind of know the answer to this a bit with the MVP, but I'm just going to ask it and see where you take it. Did you build this to scale efficiently from day one, or have you been fighting this as you grow and gain traction? Actually, no. Like, Human Squad was very, like, I, I'd say from the first day, first of all, like, everything is not about revenue or money. I'm not one who focuses on revenue. Like, I mean, it's important to focus on revenue, but still, I'm just trying to say, since we launched Human Squad the first day, Human Squad was profitable. And so we're able to prove product market fit like on the first day that we launched. In fact, in the first week that we launched, we had over 3,000 inquiries. We had to bring, up, bring on like an ad hoc staff just to help us clear out our inbox. So we're able to know that, that told us that this is a needed service. Right. Immigration, like I said, is a, it's a global thing. Everybody needs to move somewhere. Right. And so we knew from the beginning when we launched Human Squad that this was a scalable product. Um, but what we decided to do, because, again, we didn't want to uh, get too big too quick. And we actually wanted to learn the ropes and actually really learn this product. What we decided to do was to focus on Canada, first of all, because we live in Canada. Second, Canada is a very immigration, immigration friendly country. Canada has over... 80,000, uh, sorry, 80 pathways. Canada has over 80 pathways to immigrate into the country. So it made sense for us to build our, you know, our blueprint here. Prototype, if you call it. Uh, the first product, our flagship product, it made sense for us to start with Canada because that way we're able to test out everything before we're able to scale to other countries. Uh, Iman Squad is able to scale to any country as long as the country is immigration friendly. And also, the model, the human squad model is repeatable in any country. It's basically, once we've figured out the blueprint and the plan for Canada, what we do is just repeat it in other immigration-friendly countries, which we have actually started to do. 
Um, so yeah, so we built this started when we started to build this, we built it knowing that this was going to be very scalable and we, were, we knew we we're not going to struggle with scaling this product. Uh, it was just making sure that we did things the right way. You know, it's interesting that scaling question can go so many different directions, right? It can go technology, it can go people, it can go process. And, um, and all of those are vastly important for scalability. Well, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? It's not like those things that are not important, like saying things like, you know, the traction that we've been able to enjoy since we launched Human Squad or like the, the reputable organizations that, have, you know, validated and endorsed us, which gives us some sort of validation. For me, I mean, my CEO, Tunde, might actually have a different thing to say. But for me, really, it's, it's the reviews that we get from people who have used our product. You know, people who say things like, oh, I was, uh, I was, you know, I struggled with, you know, trying to understand the different immigration pathways. It was just too complex. And talking to a consultant at Human Squad just made everything seem so easy for me. And now I've landed in Canada and, you know, I just want to say thank you. You know, we get those kind of messages every time. And that's really what the joy is for me as, you know, a person, you know. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, what's, that's really what's, what I'm most proud of. The fact that we're able to actually help people, which is what we've set out to do and set out to say we wanted to do. And the fact that that is actually happening. Well, let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. One mistake I know that we made is, I mean, it's, it wasn't really a mistake. It's just, I mean, when you're building a product, sometimes you get too excited and you feel like you want to, you know, automate too quickly. Uh, so what had happened was, like I said, we had our MVP, which was built on WordPress. And then we were like, oh, now we want to automate now and move to this cloud infrastructure. And we built out this portal uh, which I think we built too quickly and we didn't actually uh, we weren't ready for the things that would happen after we built that we launched that portal so we launched that portal and in like in less than a week we already had had like 4,000 signups to the portal and first so we're dealing with things like you know bugs <laughs> we're dealing with bugs people people would message us be like hey your, your your portal is so buggy like you guys should fix it we're dealing with things like sometimes i mean it was just ridiculous i'm not a very techie person so i'm sure like the city will be able to say <laughs> speak more to to that fact and it was just apparent to us that you know we had to like swallow our pride and then commission that portal so we did do that. We decommissioned the portal and we went back to WordPress and to, went back to the drawing board to just like, okay, hey, these were the problems we faced when we launched. How are we going to make sure that we don't have the same problem happen again when we launch, when we again launch our, like our cloud automated portal? In the three weeks or a month that that portal was existing, it was a nightmare because we used to get like a lot of messages from customers, complaints. It was just very hard and it was a very lean team and you know it was just a very stressful time and it, we learned our lessons from that so i'd say that's one of the mistakes i'd say we made um early on in our journey you come out of those situations stronger and you learn a lot from them but they like you said it can be a nightmare though so what does the future look like for human squad the products and or products and your team 
like the future for human squad really is continue like i said continue to build out more products along the immigration value chain uh it's the possibilities are endless um and like i said we're just tackling canada right now you know we we intend in the next three to five years we intend to have scaled into five different other countries so that's a that's a long journey and a lot of work ahead of us but it's exciting um so yes it's to actually we have three flagship products right now to really double down and make sure that those products are actually you know doing very well across the, the different countries and for the team really is i don't know like to be honest growth I mean, it might be a very cliche answer, but like growth, to continue to grow. I'm very, I'm, I want our team members to really be happy working at Human Squad, know that they're actually doing something impactful to the community and, and also in their personal lives. Work-life balance is very important to us at Human Squad, you know, and so growth, work-life balance, and that's it, like I say, happiness, like people should be happy working at the company. So actually, so in June, in June, uh, twenty twenty-two, well, June one, we would be, we would have been running Human Squad for two years. So that's going to be our two-year anniversary, and so we've been bootstrapping the Human Squad for two years, uh, pretty much. And it's exciting. We have an exciting announcement to make on that day, which is, you're hearing here first. Um, <laughs> we've closed our pre-seed round. Recently closed our pre-seed round from Calm Company Fund, which Calm Company Fund, by the way, shout out to them. They're amazing. Tyler at Calm Company is such, is really like the ideal founders investor, is really very invested in growth. And, you know, he took a chance on us and I'm so excited to be working with him and his team at Calm Fund. They're very amazing. So, Timmy Lola, let's switch to you. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person you look up to and why. I could I could mention like different like world leaders or but to to be honest the person who influences me the most is my mother. Um, like I said, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Um, I was raised by a single mom who did everything that she needed to do to raise my sister and I. Send us to the best schools. Um, she's very entrepreneurial, and so I guess even unconsciously I was actually, you know getting those traits from her because now in my entrepreneurial journey it comes very easy to me and I it's it's not lost on me that I must have picked that up somewhere you know and and when I think on it like when I do some reflection I picked that up from my mother and she picked that up from my grandmother because I spent a lot of time with my grandmother too and I saw how entrepreneurial she was so it's the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree um so yeah that's the person who influences me the most Obviously, there's some there's some other people, CEOs, CTOs, but like really, when I think, when I'm being very honest with myself, that's the person who influences me the most. Well, we talked about a mistake earlier, but a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different, or where would you consider taking a different approach? I'm one of the people that believe that everything is as it should be. <laughs> you know, you can really beat yourself up when things happen. But something in you just tells you this is how it was ordained to happen. There's a lesson to learn. You know, even in saying the mistake that we made earlier as a company, there was a learning, there was something to learn out of that. So um, honestly, I'd say nothing. Um, 
it's, it's the journey and we're just taking the time to enjoy the journey well, well last question Tim and Lola you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing they're jazzed about it they can't wait to show it off to the world can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane what advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit I'll give this person the advice I got. Always remember your why. Uh, because remembering your why, that will continuously lead you to your purpose. It will help you, it will steer you, it will steer you and your business and everyone working with you in the right direction. Um, and it, honestly, it would also re- make you remember, you know, why, you know, it would, it would make the challenges worthwhile. If you remember your purpose and remember why you're doing this, it will make the challenges worthwhile. And I think that was very important for me to know in the beginning of my journey because now when I see things, when things, challenges come up, I always remember my why, you know, and so that's, that's the advice I would give to any young entrepreneur who's at the start of their journey. Fantastic advice. Well, Timmy Lola, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of Human Squad. Thank you for having me, Noah. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on patreon.com slash code story for just five to ten bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.